welcome to the Exchange Church Podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram at Exchange Houston. The following message is from our lead pastor, Jared Brooks. You know what I love is that they put the guy front and center who does this. <laughs> right? Anybody notice that, Eric? You killed it. Where'd he go? You killed it, Eric. Killed it. And I mean literally killed it. Killed it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome to the exchange. Glad you guys are here today. And uh, it's going to be a great day, man. If you haven't already, check into Facebook. Check into Facebook. Uh, we're still doing that. And we want to make sure that we're providing all the water, the clean water possible for all those families in need. Oh, man, youth camp is awesome. You know what? When Cody told me that, that uh, Lexus wasn't going to be able to go and he needed a, a girl, Adriana came to my mind. And what came to my mind was that it would be better for Adriana than it would for the kids. Because I knew that this was going to be, it was going to re-remind Adriana of all the things God's called you to do and be. So I was glad they came back and uh, they, they learned motions to every song. So we're going to have worship practice during the week and I'm going to have them start learning motions to every song we do so that they can come up here and, and dance. And I want Eric to choreograph all of it. So like today when we sang the t- deeper waters and all that, Eric be like... <laughs> Oh, man, good stuff. If you would, would you stand with me this morning? We're going to open up the Word of God. We're going to begin to read. We're going to read in the book of 1 Corinthians. The title of my message today is Better Together. Everybody say Better Together. Better Together. together. So we're going to start reading 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, starting with verse 12. It says, Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we are all given one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Everybody say many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he. Everybody say he. He He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that think they are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. 
But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So there should be no division in the body. But that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Father, I thank you so much, God, for just another opportunity to come together and, and honor you this morning. I, I so look forward to these days, God, because it, it's a moment where not, not just I get to worship you, Lord, but as a whole, our family, our body gets to honor you, Jesus. And I thank you for that. I thank you for, for our worship time this morning and the presence that's in this place, God. I just ask that you speak to every heart and life this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, better together. Better together. together. Now, these are are some great words that were given to us. And you could preach a whole series just on that passage that I read this morning. It's got so many great, great things. But Paul points out that those of us who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. How many of you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Okay. Those of us who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are a part of one body. Amen? One body. We are a part of one body, and that's the body of Christ. So it's important to understand that we all have different roles. Now, through, through the planting and the birth of the exchange, we've spoke on this a lot. We've talked about this a lot because to be a healthy church, your body has to be functioning. Amen? Have you ever, have you ever woken up in the morning and... Part of your body's not working right? Come on, y'all, people. I know. I know. I wake up in the morning, and there's parts of my body that it takes me. And some, some of them I have to talk to. You know? I get up in the morning, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. come on, come on. I need you. I need you for a minute. I need you. And then it starts kind of going me. I'm like, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. My eyes are like, thank you. It'd be very lame if we just stood here all day and looked at the wall. Right? So, so. In the same way, that's the way the body of Christ is, is, is when there's one part not functioning right, it really affects the whole body. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So when we're Christians, when we're members of the body of Christ, we are, number one, connected to the rest of the body. Okay? So the main idea that Paul's trying to get across uh, this morning is, is that we're all a part of Christ, but we all have different functions to perform. Okay, every person is a part of the body. Some are hands, some are feet, some are eyes, some are ears. The body is made up of all kinds of different parts. We have different talents, different abilities. We come in all different shapes and sizes and colors. But when it comes to the body of Christ, we all fit perfectly together and we become one. And so Paul's speaking this, and, and it's understandable to know that there are some of us in this body that we can we can. We can speak, we can teach, but you put a microphone on us and and the band strikes up and you ask them to sing, they can't carry a tune in a bucket. Y'all think y'all can sing, right? Not all of you can sing, okay? Let's just be honest, amen? I mean, we all like to believe that we can, but sometimes the reality is that we can't all sing. But 
You take other people and, and you put a mic and you ask them to stand up and, and speak and teach. They just can't do it. They freeze up. They do not want to be in front of people. But, but they can go and, and they can cook a meal like nobody's business. Then you take the singer off the stage and, and maybe ask them to go cook a meal. And next thing you know, you got, what is it? Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, nausea, heartburn. Right? Y'all know that commercial? They ain't got no business cooking because every time you eat, you leave with nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Love that commercial. Love that commercial. Right? You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some of you are trying to point right now. Don't, don't point. That's not nice. There are great leaders that uh, are slobs and need somebody to come behind them and clean up their mess. What Paul's saying is that we all need each other in the body of Christ. Not one person in the body of Christ was gifted with everything that they need to be five-fold man. Right? We don't have five-fold man in this church. Our church, the mission and the goal of our church is to actively and healthy, have a healthy functioning of the five-fold ministry. Okay? But our mission in this church is not to develop five-fold ministry people. That, that they carry all five uh, gifts themselves. That's not the mission of the church. We all play a part. John Don said, no man is an island, okay? We are better together. I'm going to give you an example of that. I'm going to ask Jay Knight, where are you at? Could you come help me out? Now, a lot of you don't know this, but Jay is a, a pretty talented musician, okay? He can play... Uh, several different instruments. He can play the bass. When I first met him, the bass is kind of his uh, instrument of choice. He's a pretty good bass player, but he plays the acoustic guitar. So Jay, I just need you to play something with me. Okay, so just give me a nice little chord progression. And this is a gift that God has given Jay. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, just close your eyes for a second. Isn't that just beautiful? Oh, wow. Lovely. 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 Is Re Where's Rigo at? Is he still around here? Rigo, come here for a second. Rigo, can you give, you know, we need. He is a magician. Ladies and gentlemen, Rigo. Now, see, Jay was good. Jay was good. But you add drums, right? That's kind of smooth. And all of a sudden, you almost got a little worship thing going. Eddie, come here. I need you. I need the electric. I need the electric guitar. This morning, we had a four-piece band, and they're playing without a keyboard, and I was blown away. They sounded incredible. So you add this. I mean, Jay's good. You add Rigo. Rigo's really awesome on the drums. And then you add this guy on electric guitar, and it starts to really form something pretty awesome so listen take your time nobody's watching Stop, Jay. 
Now that's great. But you add these two guys back in it, something's really starting to happen. But you know what's missing? A bass line. So we need a little bass line in there because the bass line is something that's, that's not really celebrated, but you cannot live music without it, okay? It has to be there. Keep going. Just keep going right here. Yes, yes. Come on. Come on. There you go. Come on. Mike, we need more. There you go. Yes. Let's sing along. Let, come on, let's sing along. We need somebody to us. Uh, yes, yes. All right, come on, give them a big hand. Thanks, guys. Thank y'all. 
Now listen, I know that was kind of a, a, a different illustration here, but what I want you to understand is, is we are better together. You may be gifted and you may be talented, but without the whole, you're not the same. There are gifts that you've been given, but those gifts were meant to be complemented. Come on, somebody. And the other point I wanted to make right here is sometimes we try doing things that we ain't got no business doing. Amen. Sometimes we try to put ourselves in positions we have no business. Brian had no business on the electric guitar. Okay. Now, I love Brian to death, and he is gifted for a lot of things. That isn't one of them. Right? And, and, and when I put him on the electric guitar, it was sad. And it was uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable for him. Right? It's, it's awkward. And, and no matter how bad he wants to, to play like Eddie, that's just not in the cards right now. Now, can he get there? Sure. Sure. Maybe not. I don't know. But, <laughs> but here's the point. Here's the point is that you've each been gifted with something very specific. And we, if we're going to be a Christian, if we're going to be a member of the body of Christ, then we have to play our role in the body of Christ. And when we play our role, it fits. It fits with everybody. Everybody in this room has a role to play. And when we all play that role, man, it sounds perfect. It sounds so good. And, and you may feel insignificant. But you know, you know what I should have done is I should have had the sound start just messing with buttons. Right? Because that's a role. And that can ruin everything. It can change everything. The whole atmosphere. We can flip on all the lights. It changes everything. Turn the TVs off. It changes everything. Let's turn the ACs off. One of them's not even working anyway. So it might not change much. I don't know. But the point is, is, is that we have roles to play, and we're better together. Amen? Amen. I've known people in ministry um, over my, uh, throughout ministry, that call themselves freelance Christians. Y'all know freelance Christians? Christians who aren't really, they love God, and, and they're, they, they believe that they're really godly. And, and, and I'm not knocking, but I want to be careful what I say. I am knocking, but I'm not knocking. But they're not connected with any church or affiliation, right? They just, they love God. And when you talk to them about it, they'll usually tell you about one point in their life when they were serving in ministry. They used to be on the worship team or, or they used to lead worship or they used to, to sing or whatever. Um, or they, they taught Sunday school class. They did something. But then they'll usually follow it up with why they're no longer in that role. Well, but I got hurt. The pastor, he's an idiot, and he, he just made me mad, and he was always preaching, like, Bible stuff. It just ticked me off, right? Y'all know any people like that? And they're freelance Christians, so they're not connected to anybody. They're just an arm laying around, okay? Isn't that weird that you got an arm just laying around? And, and so Paul's trying to, uh, Paul, the idea of freelance Christians to Paul makes no sense whatsoever. Because when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we become part of the body of Christ. We become a connected part of the body of Christ. And we serve the body, okay? We serve the body. The hand serves the feet, and the feet serve the hands, and the eyes serve both the hands and the feet. That's a part of God's plan. Without that, you're just a body to slim, okay? Have you ever, do you live next to somebody who's, who's a, just an arm? Do you have an arm neighbor? 
who it's just an arm next door, and every once in a while you drive home and you just see the arm outside watering the grass? No? Have you ever been to the grocery store and like a foot walks by you and they're looking for nail polish? And you're like, oh, sorry. And that foot just like goes between your legs. You're like, oh, sorry. That was weird. Right? Wouldn't that be odd? Don't that be kind of crazy? It's a crazy thought, but we have to realize that that's why Paul is using the body as a metaphor when he's talking about the body of Christ is because he's saying that we each play a role and we need each other. And I've, I've given this illustration a lot, but when I was in high school, uh, and Kevin can tell you this, I broke probably every finger on my body during football season all the time. I, and I had scars. I, they, we had to tape my hands all the time because I always got my hands caught between helmets. And so I used to just have nasty scars and scabs all over my hands. It's just the way it was. But I broke my thumbs so many times. Have you ever broken a thumb? Man, it's terrible. Have you ever tried to tie your shoe without your thumb? Or button your pants without your thumb? Try it this afternoon. When you go home, uh, you just try to do it all without your thumb. Try to tie your shoe without a thumb. It hurts. And then try to throw a ball uh, with, without your thumb. It's painful. And, and so the thumb seems pretty ins insignificant unless you're homeless and you're needing a ride, okay? Uh, that's, that's when the thumb seems like it plays a real big role, right? If you're needing a ride, you stick it out there and it helps. But outside of that, what do we use our thumb for? You wouldn't think a whole lot. Let me tell you something. This thumb is one of the most valuable parts of my body. I appreciate my thumb. Uh, I play golf and, and there's a lot of things that go into playing golf. This is needed. Okay, I play basketball. There's a lot of things that go into playing basketball. My legs are, are very necessary in basketball, but my thumb is also very necessary. Okay? Have you ever tried playing video games without your thumb? Huh, you nerds in there? Anybody? Anybody? I'm telling you, it's difficult to play video games without your thumbs. Um, so we all play a specific role, and this life is way too short for us to try to go it alone. When I think back over my 28 long years of life, I can't imagine not being connected. Okay, 30 years of life, 30-something years of life. I can't imagine not being connected with, with Christians, with believers, you know? When uh, my grandfather died last year, we, I went to Amarillo, went to the funeral, and at the funeral, I saw literally hundreds of people from his church that I grew up going to every summer. I went to San Jacinto Assembly of God. That's where my, my grandparents went to church my whole life. And so at his funeral, all these church people were there. And I thought, how awesome to be connected to a body that when, when you're going through a, a tragic time in your life, that that body's there to pick you up. Or, or if you've ever had a moment of celebration, something exciting happened in your life. I thank God that I've had Christian friends, that, uh, the body of Christ that's been there to lift me up. Amen? Amen? I thank God that as I'm trying to grow, and, and sometimes I read something in the Bible and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It contradicts itself over here. And I don't understand that there are multiple people in my life that I can call. And when I need to learn something, when I need to be taught something, when I need to be disciplined, when I need to be discipled, when I need to be lifted up, encouraged, that I'm surrounded by the body of Christ that does that. And if I was alone and not connected every time I faced one of those challenges, I'd be all alone on my own. Amen. So we have to realize that we are all connected to the body of Christ, and we don't have to fend for ourselves. 
<laughs> I was thinking this morning about um, a guy. When, when you're connected in the body of Christ, everything is better. Everything is, is powerful and awesome when everything's working. And there's a video that I saw. Uh, I think Tishan and I were talking about this not too long ago. But there's a guy who's colorblind. And there's a video on YouTube or something. And they get him those glasses, you know, that you can see all the colors. Y'all seen that video? And they give him these glasses, and he takes them out in their video, and he's talking and stuff, and, and he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to put these glasses on, and he's unwrapping them, and he puts the glasses on, and when he does, I mean, it'll make you cry. This video will make you cry. It's powerful, and I, it doesn't take much to make me cry, but uh, this video got me. And he looks up, and he just goes, oh, <sighs> and he turns around, and he sees his wife. And he's like, maybe I was scared. I don't know. Maybe it was like freaky. Like, ah, I don't know. But he went, oh, God. He takes the glasses off. He smashes them. No, I don't know. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. But he, he walks out. He walks out into the yard, and he's surrounded by, like, forest, like trees and stuff. And he walks out, and he's going, oh. He starts crying. And it is powerful. And you are, you, you are reliving this. You're living this moment with him as you realize that for the first time, he's seeing. He's, for the first time, he's being completed. There's, there's a part that was missing his whole life. And for the first time ever, that part started functioning right. And he saw what he was supposed to see. And at that moment, it was powerful powerful and I thought about the body of Christ when it comes to that that, that there are and, and I believe still right now that there are pieces missing that are supposed to be a part of this body and as they come as they come into the exchange we're going to recognize whoa we have been missing this wow we're more mobile wow we're more powerful wow we're more understanding wow we're more spiritual we're prayed up we're ready because there's pieces that are missing and as those pieces come in it's going to blow us away but we're called to be one body Sometimes we don't even realize what we're missing. Like right now, <coughs> Pastor Todd and Trish were here months ago, and we were talking, and, and he said, I'm just going to be honest with you. He said, what I felt as, as I was speaking this morning, he said, I felt a spirit of apathy, that we're satisfied, that it's okay, that we've, we're, we've got enough. And I thought, man, we can't have that here. We can't have that spirit. I'm not satisfied. You can't be satisfied. We can't be satisfied. There's, there's more. There's more that God wants from us. There's more that God wants to give to us. And, and, it, and that was reminding me, there's a story. We, Shelly and I were watching. It was like Dateline or 2020 or something. And it was about these three or four different people that they were doing these long stories on of people who've only eaten like one thing their whole life. One story was on a girl who was eating French fries. Remember? She had only eaten French fries her whole life. Since she was a little girl, she had only eaten French fries. That's all she would eat. Every day, every meal. You know, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I am telling you the truth. So they have done tests on her to make sure she's even healthy. And she's surviving. Did you know you can survive your whole life on French fries? I wouldn't advise it. At all. So don't go say, well, I'm going to try it. Pastor Jared said that we should try eat French fries our whole life. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go there. 
But this girl, I'm pretty sure it's a girl, she lives her whole life just eating french fries. Now, I don't look at her and go, wow, I didn't know you could survive. I look at her with such sadness, right? I love french fries. Don't get me wrong. I am a, 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 a spokesperson for, for french fries. I like french fries, okay? If you couldn't tell by my awesome physique. But the point is, when, when I see this girl going through life and she's only had french fries, I think, look at what she's missing. She's never had a steak. Now, those of you that are like, you know, you're all vegetarian, vegan, whatever. I'm, I'm, no, no offense to you, but there's nothing like biting into a medium, medium rare, just steak, you know. It's powerful, powerful. Uh, she's never had a hamburger, a hamburger. She's never had a pork chop. She's never had a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Okay? There are all these things, as, as they're sharing this story, I'm just thinking of everything she hasn't had. I'm not thinking about how awesome it is that she survived on french fries. I'm thinking how sad it is that she has not experienced life. Okay? Life. I remember for years and years and years and years, uh, if, if I touched sour cream, like I would bite into a burrito, and if sour cream touched me, touched my body, I'm throwing up. I mean, I couldn't, it immediately triggered my gag reflex. It's done. Guacamole. Nah, 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 nah. My kids call it lizard poop. Okay? Guacamole, tomatoes, nah. Nah, 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 nah. No tomatoes. Um, I didn't like salads, basically. Nothing. Now, fast forward to today, that's all changed. I have seen the lot. I want my burrito with sour cream, extra guacamole. You put everything. When I go to Mission Burrito, I'm like, yeah, some of that. I don't even know what it is. Put it on there. I ain't scared of nothing because I figured out my mind's telling me, yeah. And my body just goes with it, as you can tell. But my taste buds have changed over the years. Things have changed. And, and honestly, and I'm not knocking anybody that doesn't like those things, but there's a maturity about the way I eat now that I'm going to try everything. Even if I'm not sure that I'm going to like it, I've learned that there are a lot of things I wouldn't even try because in my mind, I didn't want it. I didn't like it. The point in this whole, I don't know where I was going with all this food talk, but I am starving right now. <laughs> the point I was trying to make is that there is some, so much beautiful that God has in store for us. And we were never meant to be complacent and to stay in this box. We were never meant to stay just this, this one body, okay? I, I'm taking the example of Jesus. I believe that the body of Christ is supposed to grow. That's why I've been gaining weight so much, okay? Is I'm taking after the body of Christ. The body of Christ is one body that you expect to get fatter and fatter and fatter, Amen? But I, what I'm trying to say is that as people come into the body of Christ, we have to understand that they're coming in with a part that's missing, something that we need, something that, that, that we're lacking. And everyone in this room, you can, you can look at yourself and you can say, man, I don't even know what role that I would play. I don't feel like I fit in because immediately we start focusing on why I don't really sing. I don't really play an instrument. I don't really like to talk in front of a lot of people. So then I don't have a place. Let me tell you something. 
this church, the body of Christ, that, that you, you hit just a couple areas. It talks about the areas that are hidden, the modest areas that nobody's supposed to see. It talks about the areas that, that we feel are, are dispensable, that, that we don't appreciate all the time. The Bible says they're the most appreciated. There are people in this church that you play such an important role. Our greeters this morning, just thinking about people coming early. They, they got here early. They prayed with us. And then they stand at the door. They stand at the door and they just greet. And they say hi to people. They hug people. You know what? That is such an important role in our church. It is so valuable to have people that can love on people. There, there's going to be people that God's going to send to us that their main mission for being here is they need love. And they're, as soon as they walk in the door, they're going to get it. There are people in this church, our band, our musicians, they're here at 8 o'clock this morning. They're hooking up. They're tuning up. They're practicing. They're getting ready. We, we wouldn't be a very awesome church without our musicians and our singers. Amen? We need them. Uh, those of you who, who just come and you serve, and for all of our, our volunteers like Adriana, they did a women's thing yesterday. And that's powerful because if we don't have uh, these effective ministries in our church, they're just going to fall apart. Our ladies need community. We need that time where we can bond together. And so I appreciate so much Adriana doing that. Our kids need camp. Our kids need a youth pastor, a youth pastor's wife that will lead and guide them. And so my point is that we all play these roles and we have to play these roles to the best, best of our ability. You may feel like a thumb, but you have to understand that you are indispensable, that you're so valuable that we have to have you. Now, in, 2 in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's not the only place that Paul uses the body as a metaphor of Christ. He also does it in Ephesians and, and Colossians. He's, he's talking to the church about being the extension of the body as it relates to the head. So if you're going to be a, a member of the body of Christ, number one, you have to be connected to the rest of the body. Number two, you have to be responsive to the head. Okay? Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, The Son is the image of, of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, all things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. Okay? Did you get that? He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that everything, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile himself all, to all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, if you skip down to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, it says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Okay? Now, he's writing to the church here. He's talking to the church. He's telling them, stop fighting. Okay? There's a lot of fighting going on, a lot of bickering going on. And he's saying, look, it's your job to strive to keep peace. And he says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So he's saying, to each one of you, you've been given a specific measure of grace as God saw fit. So God created you for a purpose, on purpose, to fill a specific role in the kingdom of God. So now skip down to verse 11. It says, so Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the fivefold ministry gifts. He gave all those gifts to equip his people for works of service so that what? The body of Christ may be built up until when we reach the unity in faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness in Christ. Then... We will no longer be infants, okay? We won't be infants. One version says, uh, I don't even remember where I was at, but I'll tell you, uh, I'll just quote from what I remember. He says, don't be infants tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine and cunning craftiness of men and their deceitful schemings. What he's saying is, don't just listen to every guy who gets up in a church and stands behind the pulpit and says, well, listen, Here's what the Bible says, and here's my interpretation, and this is gospel. And all of a sudden, we change the way we live, the way we teach, the way we walk and act, because this guy said it, so I believe it, and so then we just go on living as if that's the gospel. He's saying, listen, you need to grow up in maturity. I've given you these five gifts, and they're to teach you and equip you and raise you up. And he says, but don't be babies tossed back and forth and carried around every time a new religion comes into play, every time somebody starts preaching a new doctrine, that, they, that you jump on this bandwagon, and he says, and stay away from the cunning craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming in which they lie in wait to deceive. Okay? So he's saying right here, and I'm going to just rephrase this, to grow up. Okay? He's saying you need to grow up. He said, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow and become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Listen, as Christians, we have to understand, one, we have to be connected to the body. The body has to be connected together. That's one. But number two, we have to be responsive to the head, okay? So our relationship is to one another, but our relationship to one another is to serve the will of the head that's asking us to do it, okay? We have a mission, and that's to serve the head, which is Christ Jesus, He was given to us as the head. We are the body of Christ. And so we have to really, really wrap our minds around that. Now, if the church is the body of Christ and responsive to the will of Christ, and then we have to make every effort that the body should look like Christ, right? If he's the head, and and as Christians, the body's supposed to be responsive to the head, then we should do the things that the head did, right? Jesus, he gave us this example. He lived his life out among the people. He served people. He healed the people. He comforted the afflicted. He afflicted the comfortable. He loved people no matter who they were, where they were, what they were like. He prayed earnestly and consistently, right? That's why when he goes to the mountain to pray, the Bible says, as usual. He went to the mountain as usual to pray. 
He had an intimate connection with his heavenly father. He taught the truth and he believed it. And many times he would preach the truth and people get saved. Sometimes he preached the truth and people wanted to kill him. So if that's the, the, the example that Christ left for us when he came to this earth, don't you think that that's the same example that we're to leave? That we're to lead that exact same example that we're supposed to preach to the lost, that we're supposed to love the hurting and serve and, and pray for healing, comfort the afflicted? Don't you think that maybe that's the role that we're supposed to play? I remember going on a missions trip to Cambodia, and we, we brought in pastors from Laos and, and Vietnam and Cambodia, uh, and they all come into this one place, speak three different languages, so every time we... we did anything there were three interpreters so we would preach it and then they would preach it uh in in all three different languages uh and it it take a long time but i remember after services going and we would get under these big tents and they would feed us we would all eat and you're meeting these people for the first time and you're sitting across the table from a pastor and his family from vietnam and some of their church people and then over here is some people from cambodia and all their people and then over you're sitting next to these people from laos and and you're getting to meet all these people and you're all talking and all of a sudden you realize man we've got so much in common because the the topic of our communication is one one thing and that's christ we're all talking about Christ. We're all talking about God and, and all the things that God did. And in that moment, you realize that we're all different people. We all come from all kinds of different walks of life. Some of these nations have, and countries have warred against one another. But in a moment, you realize that we're all serving one head, Christ. We're all honoring one head, and that's Christ. And so you, you lay down all of the, the cultural differences and national differences, and, and you're speaking one language as you're talking about Christ. The body of Christ is the same way. It doesn't matter what walk we come from. We're all here, and we're all here to serve one body, one head, and that's Jesus Christ. The fact of the matter is, is you, you can't really love Christ without loving the church, without loving the body. When I, grew, when I was growing up, I had a, a family member. He would say this a lot. And he's actually a, a pretty well-known pastor where he's from. But he would joke and he would say, love the ministry, hate the people. Yeah. I grew up my whole life saying that because I thought it was hilarious because people would laugh. Every time we're at a minister's meeting or something and they're all sitting around talking and they're talking about problems in the church and stuff and they're joking and, and this would come up <laughs> love the ministry hate the people so I said that my whole life I thought it was hilarious until one day I realized that that was so wrong the ministry is hard sometimes but without people there's no ministry I don't love ministry without the people the people is the only thing that makes it worth it they're the only thing that hurts too. So I was praying and praying about the exchange and, and where we're at. And the thing that God kept reminding me over and over and over is that you have a lot of, a lot of parts to this body who don't understand their value. Who don't understand how important they are to the body of Christ. You, you may be one of the people this morning that you come in on Sunday morning 
and you sit in church and the worship goes on and you sing, you shake a few hands, you've made a couple of acquaintances and then you leave and you think that's all your role is. That's not all your role is. Your role is so much more, so much more valuable. It's not that this church needs you. It's that the people that this church is called to reach need you. Okay? Well, I'm just a greeter. I only have to stand there like once a month or whatever. There is a divine appointment of people that are going to walk through this building who it is God's mission to make sure that you are standing at that door when a certain person walks in. I don't believe in chance, and I don't believe in coincidence. We, you know, one of the things is, is we have Jose and, and Lindsay and TJ back there in the sound booth. And, and without a sound person, church would stink. Okay? I'm just telling you. Without somebody mixing and, and getting the sound set up, without somebody being able to mute and unmute and turn up and down, it would be awful. Without putting the words up here, have you ever tried to sing uh, some of these songs? And I know you didn't know all the words this morning. I didn't know all the words this morning. I counted on somebody to put the words up so that it would help assist me in my worship. And when those words aren't there, I'm not assisted. And I stand there and I'm like, uh, 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 and it affects my worship. Right? And those are areas needed. They're necessary. We have needs in our kids' ministry, in our children's ministry right now. We have needs in our three-year-olds. We have needs in our nursery. We have needs in, in our big kids. In youth, um, there's going to be a cap on our growth based on our capability of what we can handle. Okay? I believe that with our whole church. God's only going to send us what we can handle. And if we continue to act like a baby church, we're going to always stay a baby church. We're going to only be given what we can handle. You are a part of the body of Christ. You're an important part of the body of Christ. And you may say, you know what, I'm really not into that. I'm really not into this ministry. It's not really my thing. Or I'm not really into this ministry. There's a place for you. All you've got to do is look or ask and as we grow and as, as you find your niche what's going to happen is your relationship with God is going to change because when you start serving when you become a part of the actual functioning body of Christ things change you know that uh, I remember the first time I blew out my knee I was 27 years old I was at that time we were playing basketball three or four times a, a week. I was in a couple basketball leagues. We had several softball leagues I was in. I was just, man, I was probably at the peak of my life as far as athletic-wise, shape-wise. And then I blew out my knee. That changed everything for weeks and weeks and weeks. Then a year later, I blew it out again. And then I had my second surgery and third surgery and just continued to just blow out my knee. And I remember going to the doctor and him measuring my legs. This leg right here 
And it's not as bad now as it was. But this leg right here was almost two and a half inches smaller than this leg. Because I had kept damaging my knee. And so I was putting all my weight constantly, all the time, on this leg. And this leg was carrying me. And it was getting bigger and stronger. This leg looked like a little hungry Ethiopian child. It was bad. This leg was bad. It was unhealthy. Uh, I had no power uh, at all. Sometimes in the body of Christ, what happens is because we have to, some parts carry a lot more weight. And because of all that weight, I went to the doctor a while back and I was telling him, I've got this hip issue that I'm feeling. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know. Uh, hip issues, really? That's old people problems. I'm only like 20-something. I had hip issues. And he's, he was talking to me, and he said, well, you, you mentioned that you had had surgery on your knee. And I said, yeah. And he said, how long ago was that? And I told him. And he said, how many? We, we talked about it. And he said, well, that's your hip problems. He said, because you've shifted for so long. You see where I'm going with this? Just because you can carry it, doesn't mean you're supposed to. And eventually, even though you're carrying it and the body appreciates it, you're going to hurt something else. Because it's not your job to carry it. You understand what I'm saying? And so, you're needed. The body of Christ is right here in this, in this house. And God has called this specific body to make an impact in our community. And we can only do that when the thumb's functioning and the pinky's thumb's functioning and the toes are functioning and the knees and the elbows, the arms, the neck. When something's not working right, it affects the whole body. Some of you felt it this morning. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me for a moment. And we're going we're gonna to pray. And... I want you to ask God what your role is, okay? People get real scared of commitment because uh, they don't want to get stuck or locked into anything. But I'm going to pray. And, and I was really watching this morning, looking around. And I can honestly say safely that uh, there's not one person in this room that doesn't have a role, okay? There's not one person that's here this morning that doesn't have a very specific role, We've just got to, there are so many needs. I mean, I could sit here and we could really list out all the, the things that would help us grow, that would help us be more functional as a body. <laughs> I was going to give you another example, but I feel like all I'm doing is talking about my body breaking down. But I've got an elbow problem also. <laughs> this morning I was trying to comb my hair and I was like, oh, dog, my elbow hurts. And it just keeps reminding me that my elbow actually plays a part in my appearance. Wacko. That my elbow plays a role in me combing my hair. And it didn't play a good role this morning. Don't say amen. So I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to ask you to pray. Terry, the only one who got it. Thank you, Terry. I'm always counting him. But I'm going to ask you to pray very specifically with me this morning. Okay. Um, no more spectators. Okay? 
we're at a place as a church, we don't have time to, for a bunch of spectators to set up in the stands and just cheer. Oh, great. Good job. Good job. We need you. So I'm going to ask you to pray and ask God, what's my role? What do you need me to do? What, am I, what do I need to change? Where can I go? What moves can I make? And we're going to ask God to begin to open up doors and place us right where we need to be so that our body can become stronger and more healthy. Will you do that? Will you just pray that with me? Jesus, I thank you again for today. and I thank you for the exchange. I thank you for the vision and the passion that you've given us. God, but I pray right now, Lord, that each and every one of us will begin to see a purpose, a specific place, God, that you've called us. God, we're, none of us are here by accident. You've all placed us uh, here for a specific time and a specific purpose. We're all here this morning. I believe that we're here this morning because you wanted us to hear this message that there's an appointed time and that time is right now and that we've each been given a specific measure of grace and so God I pray right now that you help uh, help us to see what it is that we're the role that we're playing God I, I feel like for a lot of us we know the role we've just waited and not been sure when to step out or what to do or, or, or how often we can God, but I pray right now that you just begin to, to give us the boldness to step and say, you know what? God, you've put a calling on my life. You've given me a specific purpose to serve this body, and I'm going to step into that place. God, we're better together. God, when we're all functioning, when we're all functioning on the same purpose and our mission and our will is to serve the head, which is Jesus Christ, to bring the kingdom of heaven to this planet. God, it's such a powerful, beautiful thing. So I pray, God, that, that we begin to see that, that we begin to realize the function, the purpose that we have. Come on, just for a moment, will you just pray that? Will you just say, God, what is it? What is it, Lord, that you have for me? What is it for you that you have for me? When you, when you prayed that prayer, when you accepted Christ in your life, immediately you became a functioning part of that body. So God, reveal that to us this morning. Reveal that to us this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for listening to the Exchange Church Podcast. Follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for the Exchange Church Houston. If you would like to give to the Exchange Church, you can go to our website at IamTheExchange.com and look for the red button in the top right corner labeled Give Online.